Good morning, everybody. So welcome to the Hotter Than My Demons podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about something that's a little bit different than what I typically talk about. Maybe not totally, maybe not entirely, but it's definitely a change from last week's episode where I was a hot motherfucking mess. I was a hot mess. I was questioning my worth. I was questioning my identity. When you hear the words identity crisis, that has been my reality to the deepest extent for the last couple of weeks. But I'm finally coming out of that, which is why the topic today is going to be letting go of your past self and letting go of ideas that you have, you know, embed within yourself and letting go of you know, core messages that keep us stuck and really do keep us from entering into that realm that we are supposed to enter into in terms of growth and really stepping into becoming the person that we're meant to be. This is a topic that I love and this is a topic that has been constantly thrown in my face as of late, which is why I'm going to touch on it because I have been doing all of the things, all of the things asking for guidance, asking for help, praying to the universe, meditating, affirmations, podcasts, listening, reading, doing all the things, just like asking for some guidance because I was so stuck. I was so lost. And this is the message that continuously came up. So I'm super excited to talk to you guys about this. Thank you for coming back to the Hotter Than My Demons podcast. I am your host, Riley Canyo. And let's get started. Okay, so let me paint a picture of my zen-ass life right now. I'm sitting on my couch. I'm in my nice sweatpants because that seems to be all I wear. Or biker shorts. I just had chocolate chip pancakes for breakfast. Chocolate chip protein pancakes. Oh my god. Mm. I just had my morning coffee. I'm feeling so nice. But meanwhile, I'm zen. I'm zen till I'm dead. I'm feeling amazing. Meanwhile, you guys, I am pissing fire ant hot piss. So this is just so that you can get an idea of where I'm at. Um, I was in emergency on Friday. I woke up with the most disgustingly painful abdominal pain. I thought I had appendicitis. Like, it was so bad. I could hardly walk. It was so gross, so stupid, so painful. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to Emerge. I go, everything's fine. Long story short, not appendicitis. They roll that out. So they're like, you're free to go. I come home and I believe I either passed a kidney stone or I'm still passing one. I don't really understand medical science or I have a brutal UTI, which like is my worst thing in the world. And I would not wish it on my worst enemy. So I'm sitting here waiting for an online doctor's appointment so they can give me some antibiotics, bless up. Um, And I thought, you know what, now is a perfect time to film a podcast while I am dying of a UTI. So that is my reality right now. Um, But as I already mentioned, I'm going to be talking about the death of past self, essentially, is what we're going to be That's what we're going to be talking about. Sorry, I just got my call from my doctor and your girl has antibiotics. I have never been so happy in my goddamn life. And that woman was an angel. Anyways, God bless Canada. Um, 
So we're going to be talking about the death of past self, essentially, and letting go and learning to let go of past identities that we have started to identify as, essentially, because... So often we put ourselves into these little boxes that no longer actually serve us and no longer allow for growth and no longer allow for us to explore what it is that we want out of this crazy life. And how sad is that? We see it all the time. And a lot of the time it's actually encouraged by society for us to not step into our truest and most powerful selves because that's when change really happens. That's when people step out of line. That's when, um, you know, women become powerful creatures that are untamed and, and can't be held back. And that's scary for a lot of people who are used to the stereotypical way of doing things, who are used to the patriarchal um, way of living that don't actually want this for women or for humans in general, which is just so goddamn sad. So, I am so excited to be talking about this topic. So uh, one thing that I did want to read is a little tiny excerpt from Michael Singer's The Untethered Soul. It's just a quote and it says this. In order to be who you are, you must be willing to let go of who you think you are. It's like the easiest quote ever. It doesn't seem like it should be this like soul shattering But it is. It is so, so, so like core shaking to read something like that. And maybe you're not there. Maybe you're not at the same place that I am where this feels like light bulb after light bulb after light bulb is going off. But think about that. In order to be who you are, you must be willing to let go of who you think you are. That's that's amazing. I think this is something that is so huge and so, you know, not talked about enough in terms of the fact that we really do hold ourselves back from stepping into our truest and most authentic selves by placing identities upon ourselves and then sticking with them even when they no longer feel right. So that's definitely been my experience right now, just to kind of preface all of this. I, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, am a health and fitness coach. So, you know, fitness was my lifeline for a really long time. It was a, a something that gave me a reprieve from my eating disorder. It was something that made me feel strong. It made me feel powerful. It made me feel confident. It made me feel like I had a purpose. And it saved my ass on many an occasion. Like when I was first trying to get sober and I wanted to drink all day, every day, like horribly so, total mental obsession, totally couldn't function. I would go to the gym and I would take out that need or that desire for a bottle of vodka and I would just train. I barely knew what I was doing. I started exercising when I was 15, um, but it gave me an outlet. It gave me a place to release all of this stressful energy or this self-hatred or this anger towards my alcoholism or myself for letting it get so bad or whatever. And it was just such a nice outlet. And so I became very passionate as so many people do when they get, you know, really heavy into health and fitness. I became really passionate about providing other people with that outlet and trying to help other women recognize that they can put themselves first and they can care for their bodies and they can nourish their bodies and they can really provide themselves with this really, for the most part, attainable outlet. Most of us can exercise in some way or another if we are able-bodied, obviously, which is such a privilege. And so that's what I set out to do. I started doing fitness competitions. Fitness became 
I would say like my whole entire life, which actually isn't healthy. And I've really taken a step back from that, but it became my entire life. And I tried to make it other people's lives too. And as of late, if you go on Instagram, you will see that everybody is a fitness coach. Every fucking person and their dog is a fitness coach. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not, you know, shaming people who want to be fitness coaches at all. Obviously, I was one. I think most people's intentions in doing so are probably very similar to what my intentions were when I started coaching. But when I go on Instagram now or I go on social media, it just feels really nasty and fake. It feels false. It feels staged which obviously to an extent social media is but it just feels like icky like it's just leaving a bad taste in my mouth so I decided I was gonna keep doing my thing okay you know there's a lot going on on social media I'll just do my thing I'll stay in my lane and all of a sudden I started to recognize slowly that as I've gotten more well over the years with my own eating disorder, with my own recovery, with my own approach to fitness, and it really becoming less of my life than it once was, having a way more balanced and way more self-compassionate way of, of living that is not just do or die, I put myself into this box of fitness is my identity Teaching other people about fitness is my identity. It's my life's work, for lack of a better term. It's my life's work. Like, so dramatic. And I started to recognize that I didn't, it didn't feel well for me because I'm no longer this person who trains six days a week. I'm no longer this person who puts health and wellness. Yes, health and wellness on a pedestal, I would say. Like, I love that. But no longer fitness and macro counting and this stuff on a pedestal I like to now really look at the whole healthful approach like how the fuck is your mental health how the fuck is your home life how are your finances like these are big things that people are really missing the mark on when it comes to overall well-being and it's just so yeah it just it's it felt like I was boxing myself into this identity of fitness coach so all that being said, I'm currently working on a total rebrand of the company. I'm going to be doing a name change. We're going to take a way more holistic approach. I'm going to work with clients on health and nutrition still as well, on movement, on all of these things. But I think the difference now is people are going to know what they're getting into when they start working with me. They're going to have that mindset of, oh, I want to work on it all. Oh, I want to better myself in all areas. I don't just want to get shredded and eat chicken, broccoli, and rice for 12 weeks, have a bang in body, and then have terrible mental health, have terrible body image issues, have terrible fucking relationships, be so stressed out that I can't function and doing I'm doing so much damage to my body because of said stress. That's just like not what I want. So I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited about this, you guys. Um, I definitely feel like, you know, I went through a death and now I'm going through a rebirth of what it is that I want to step into. And it, it feels really good. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into this whole topic of letting go of past and the death of self. So let's do that. Okay, so because I... I love like once I I'm like a dog with a bone once I'm really invested in something and I'm very invested in this topic right now. So I wanted to read you a little blurb from an article that uh, written by a man named Tony Fockery. I hope I'm saying that right. And it's called letting go of the person you used to be. It's on Thought Catalog. 
Um, and I just love what is said here because it's so relatable to what it is that I want to touch on. So he wrote, our perception of self is a mental construct and does not represent who we are. The image of the self is formed to preserve your position in the world and indicates who you represent. From the moment of birth, we identify with our human form and build an identity around it. As we mature from childhood to adulthood, this image is reinforced for the rest of our life. So, so powerful, right? It's basically saying that we have these ideas that are instilled within us at birth, whether this is from parents, whether this is from media, society, societal rules that we have, you know, been taught or that we have absorbed by the way that people around us move, by the way people around us function, um, by core values and beliefs that were instilled in us by our parents and our family of origin, All of those things attribute to us coming up with this idea or this sense of identity uh, that belongs to us that we then step into and just becomes our reality, right? So a lot of you have probably heard me touch mildly on the term core messages. So we all have these core messages. And a lot of the time, these core messages can be positive. Absolutely, they can be. But those core messages that are positive aren't necessarily as as focused on they don't come up as much as say the more negative ones if you came from a very healthy family maybe that's more the case I couldn't relate but you know these can be the morals and values that you were raised with like family is most important um be kind treat others as you want to be treated all you break it you buy it all that stuff but there's also these core messages that often come up for us and are often a source of pain for so many of us or a source of shame or guilt feeling like we are bad or not good enough so some of these are you know I I am broken I am not smart I am incapable you know if you had parents that did everything for you that could be a core message that that was instilled within you they didn't do anything to try and make you feel that way maybe they're just controlling parents that wanted to help you or loved you so much and wanted to help you but we do pick up these messages based off of the way that people around us act and then those play a major role in how we view ourselves so if I'm just being totally vulnerable one of my couple of my biggest core messages are for sure I am not smart I feel quite dumb Um, a reason for this is I was actually in advanced classes when I was younger, so I was excelling, which is so funny that my core message is that I am not capable and that I'm dumb. Um, but my dad had said to me early on, you know, Riley, I was very smart in school, but I didn't study. I didn't study. And then I got so behind and I didn't graduate. And so, you know, you need to be on it. I know you don't feel like you need to study right now because you're ahead, but you need to, to learn these skills so that you can continue to excel. I mean, lo and behold, I become a drug addict alcoholic. I don't feel smart in school by the time high school hits and I don't graduate. So I've always had this idea that because I'm not a high school graduate, I'm dumb. I'm stupid. I should have listened to my dad. Another core message for me is definitely one of I'm not worthy I think a lot of people feel this one as well. Like, I'm not worthy. When good things come to me, I feel guilty. Uh, You know, I really overextend myself in work and in personal relationships because I need to prove my worth. It's just like crazy, all these things that come up, right? So these core beliefs, whatever ours may be, and this might be a good time for you to get in touch with self and check in with that, that little soul inside your being and really 
getting a clear understanding and and idea of what your little blocks may be, those little messages add up to building this identity or painting this picture of who we are. And I think a lot of the time we fail to recognize that these core messages, as much as they do feel a part of us, they are very changeable. They are not set in stone. They are not permanent. We don't have to feel that way forever just because they were messages that were taught to us or that were interpreted when we were very young and that we've carried them for a really long time doesn't mean we have to continue carrying them. We actually have the opportunity every single day to let go of them and to rewrite our story and to rewrite our own identity, which is so amazing and so cool. But if we are constantly in this state of almost like victim, uh, this almost victim-like state of, well, this is what I've been told, this is what I believe, so this is the way it's going to be, we just won't get past that, right? There has to be some curiosity. There has to be some willingness to look past that and recognize that we are these multifaceted beings who can change and evolve and do such great things with our lives regardless of what we've been taught, regardless of how we were raised, regardless of what our environment looked like growing up. And that's something that I've been really like stepping into in terms of trying to unlearn beliefs about myself. And I think that's a big reason why I went through this identity crisis. It's really easy to stay on the path of least resistance, even though the path of least resistance often is the path of most suffering. And I'm not talking pain and suffering that leads to growth. I'm talking that long-standing suffering. I'm not stepping into my power. I'm not living up to my potential. I know there's more in me, but I don't give two fucks because I just don't know. So I walk this path. I die. That's it. That is suffering. That is not what we are here for. Then there's also the opposite path of that, which is a path of hella pain. But that pain is used as a teacher that allows us to evolve and let go of past beliefs about ourselves, past ideas, past perceptions of ourselves in the world that lead to us untethering our souls, as the book is called, and being free and being authentic as fuck and feeling really good in that and feeling really empowered in that. And so something that is so important to recognize is that because we have all of these societal constructs and these things that are constantly worrying in our heads or these messages that are constantly being portrayed to us in all areas of life, because we're constantly having those messages come through, we have been taught very quickly from a very early age that like feelings are bad, that emotions are bad, hard feelings, pain, whether it's a teacher, whether it's suffering, whatever, is scary. It's unnecessary. So stuff it down and keep going on and playing your role. Play whatever role it is that you've been taught. Just continue doing that to the best of your ability. And that is life. When it's actually so the opposite. It's so the opposite. It is so much about feeling the hard things and recognizing that energy is literally, emotions are literally energy in motion. So that soul, that being, that core of you 
needs that energy to be put into motion so that she or he or or they can flourish and thrive and and really allow the core of our beings to run our lives as opposed to these societal constructs that we are constantly falling victim to. And when we do that and we let that soul thrive and we let that emotion be energy in motion and we let things move, that's when we grow. That's when we step into our potential. That is when we find what is meant for us. And it might look different than what you thought your life was going to look like. It most likely will look different from what you thought your life was going to look like. And there are without a doubt going to be moments of uncertainty or moments of, uh, you know, fear, moments of total unknowing. And that's so scary. That open-ended, that open-ended state of I'm unlearning, I'm doing the work. I'm trying to change, I'm trying to grow, I'm trying to heal, but I'm here and it still hurts and it still sucks and I'm not growing and I'm not healing and it's not happening. It's open-ended. What am I putting my faith and my trust into? What's going to save me now? I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. That is where the flourishing happens. That is where the money is. Because then when you're in that space... And not to sound like total freaking Instagram quote or like a post that you made your Facebook status as when you were 12. But that is when you are being planted. That is when you are suffocating. That is when it is dark. You can't see a way out. You're, you know, you're buried, essentially. You're terrified. That is when you are at that point of, I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea what's meant for me. I have no idea what to do. That's when you get desperate and that's when the death happens and after that is when the rebirth occurs. That's when you start growing and blooming and blossoming, baby. All of a sudden you see the sun, you're feeling the rain on your little petal face. (laughs) I can never, I can't be too like motivational in this. I have to kind of joke, but it's true, right? Those moments of total despair, those moments of total uncertainty, those moments of questioning everything you've ever known. They play a purpose and Glennon Doyle has a quote and it is my favorite quote ever and it says the smart people sit with pain and they know it's a teacher and they sit with that teacher and they say I'm going to stay here until you teach me what I need to know which means if you're sitting there listening to this podcast and you've been unhappy with your life state as of late or you've been despising the career you go to You've been despising the relationship that you're in. You're making yourself small. You're not authentically showing up. You're not articulating what it is you need to articulate out of fear, out of being stuck in a role that you don't actually want to be in anymore. Then honey, like you're ready to to be planted. You're ready to, you know, get to that space and that state of blossoming and, and stepping into your power and letting go of this identity you have created for yourself But ultimately, you have to choose that. The universe and life is not just going to give you what it is you want. We have to put in the work. And a lot of the time, the work is pain. A lot of the time, the work is suffering. A lot of the time, the work is unlearning, investing in ourselves, reading fucking books, doing all the shit we don't want to do because we live in a world that gives us Instagram and and reality TV, which seems so much more appealing when we're tired. 
And if you are in a place where you're miserable with your life, you're tired. You're not inspired. You are tired. So, of course, you don't want to pick up the book. Of course, you don't want to book the therapy session. Of course, you don't want to go through the act of moving all your shit out of your boyfriend's house because the relationship no longer serves you. Of course, it's easier to sit and watch, you know, Real Housewives and scroll on your phone and stay completely, completely boxed in. Of course it is. Don't beat yourself up for that. It's a setup. We're set up to be tired and uninspired. But I think what's really cool is that people are starting to recognize I'm set up for this, but I don't have to, I don't have to let this be my entire life. I'm waking up uninspired, unfulfilled, and that's a calling. That is a calling card from your destiny, for lack of a better word, because I sound like a total crazy person right now, but that is a calling card from your highest self saying, girl, son, human, this isn't it. So you got to go figure out what is it. And you know what? That could be selling all your shit moving to Africa. (laughs) I know I said that in last week's episode. And it really could be. It could be something crazy. It could be something drastic. It could not be. It could be quitting your job. It could be, you know, just simply starting to take better care of yourself. But like give yourself the opportunity to even explore things outside of who you think you are. Boxing ourselves in is just so not the answer. And this is where this is where people are called crazy. This is where people are you know let go or disowned by family is because they break the cycle and it's not fucking fun being a cycle breaker but it is so worth it it is so worth it to step outside the social media box the you have to be this as a woman box the you have to be this as a mother you have to be this as a employee box like blaze your own path sisters and brothers and humans this is life is just meant to be so much more than waking up working at a job you fucking hate watching tv going to bed doing it all over again like give yourself the opportunity to step into your purpose and to let go of the idea that you are somebody that isn't serving you anymore and having that awareness and like being real with yourself and saying I'm a person that does not serve me anymore I'm a purpose that doesn't I'm a person that's not making myself proud anymore like that's the most honest and real and truthful thing you could say to yourself if you're there and it's also the greatest gift you could give yourself so if you are sitting there uncomfortable maybe some things I said made you angry Maybe you're thinking about your life and instead of dealing with it, you think, you know, I'm going to have some beers tonight. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hit that easy button as Glennon Doyle says. I'm going to hit that easy button as opposed to sitting in the pain that is going to teach me something. Mm, Get curious about it. Get curious about it. Letting go is the best thing you can fucking do. And I let go, and I can tell you, I feel like a new goddamn woman. Sticky notes all over my house. Inspired, happy, excited. Woo! (laughs) So it's a beautiful thing. So that brings us to the end of our episode. This is the Hotter Than My Demons podcast. I am Riley Kenyo. 
Ew, I hate saying my name like that, but it's fine. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at R-I-L-E-Y-K-V-N-Y-O. You can message me. You can also follow our uh, our podcast Instagram at Hotter Than My Demons. Same name is the title of this podcast and thank you guys so much for listening if you have any feedback please shoot me a message let me know your thoughts let me know your feelings if you think that somebody would benefit from this podcast episode make sure you share the link with them and i'm just so freaking grateful to have this outlet i hope that this helped you in any way shape or form if you are somebody who is looking to step into your power and let go of things that are no longer serving you and i hope you have the best goddamn week of your entire freaking life. Remember that you are hotter than your demons and you can handle absolutely anything that this life throws your way. Bye.